you got to play tug of war and you can like mm-hmm. get your hair braided and you can play bingo and you could watch a comedy show and you can do all this weird stuff. You could participate in a comedy show. It's like you have so much opportunity to be creative at our events. It's mm-hmm. like, I think that's what sets us apart and makes it so much fun. Hey there, welcome to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. Hosted by me, Emma Capotis. Each week, I'll be covering everything from dance music culture, industry news, trending topics, and festival tips, advice, and reviews. You can also expect to hear stories from ravers, artists, business owners, and more. Tune in every Wednesday for your weekly dose of peace, love, unity, and respect. Hey guys, welcome back to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. I am your host, Emma Capotis. Happy Wednesday, fam. Uh, Welcome to the episode. We've got a great one in store for you this week that I'm super pumped about. Um, I'm actually like very much ahead on episodes right now, which I'm super proud of. So uh, I hope you've been enjoying some of the guests I've been having on. Um, And next week is our big best of EDM 2021, which I'm so excited for. So we're going to have a lot, a lot of music next week. And I'm going to try something new too. If you're listening to just the audio and not on YouTube, um, I am going to try and like test out using clips from songs because I thought it was going to be a copyright issue, but we might be okay on audio. So yeah, so best of EDM is next week. Get excited for that. Um, What's been going on? Honestly, guys, I'm like, trying to lay low stay home for the next week as we get to Christmas here because everybody is getting sick it's like rampant right now in New York New Jersey I don't know where you guys live but it's just like absolutely crazy and I was at a show last week and everybody got sick there and um I luckily I think I still have my antibodies because I was sick a month ago with COVID so yeah it's crazy be safe wear your mask get tested out there um I decided to skip on some shows I was supposed to go to Seven Lions last night I believe this was the final weekend of his Pantheon tour, and I'd been looking forward to this for so long. Um, And unfortunately, we didn't go, but it was the right decision because I have my bridal shower this weekend. So we've got to make some tough decisions here, but it's for the best of everybody's health. Um, And same thing, Above and Beyond is coming up next week, but it's just too crazy in New York right now. So I think I'm going to skip the shows and lay low for a little while here until my wedding. So that's what's going on with me. Honestly, just going to lay low around the holidays here working on some cool stuff we've got some cool episodes coming up i really hope you guys enjoyed last week's with elohim uh it was an honor to have her on so if you haven't checked it out yet definitely go give it a listen um before we go any further though i want to take a quick moment to say thank you to today's sponsor and partner on this episode which is raveraid uh so you guys might know raveraid i've talked about them a lot on the podcast but they are on a mission to help ravers raise their consciousness and improve their lives uh raveraid is a hydration stick so it's a powder you pour in your water you shake it up or stir it whatever uh and you can drink it as a daily supplement or you know i personally like to drink them um when i'm raving or if i'm attending a festival i also drink them when i'm hungover a little bit because Um, It has a clinically dosed amounts of electrolytes, vitamins, and trace minerals um, that keep you in the ideal state of hydration, sustained energy, flow, and focus, which is really, really cool. So think of this as like your elevated hydration hydration stick. Uh, It's got no artificial sweeteners or any of that junk that's in some other brands that are similar to this one. So definitely check them out. You guys can head over to Drink raveraid.com that's drinkraveraid.com and you can use a discount code emma k emma k 
uh, to get yourself a percentage off and save some money. They come in packs so you can get a, you know, a pack of them uh, and just keep them on you whenever you need them. So shout out Raver Aid for sponsoring today's episode. Um, what else? My music recommendation for the week for you guys. I have a playlist shout out for you this week. So if you guys are into house and techno, I have the playlist for you. So I work with a company called Gray Area. We are a house music discovery platform. Um, and we focus on all things, obviously, house and techno. And we really are trying to help fans discover new artists, new music to pay attention to, a lot of international talent that people, you know, maybe don't know as well. So we have this playlist. We officially partnered with Spotify. Um, they have a series of playlists called Guest List. Um, and Gray Area is the curator for the next like month and a half, which is super special. There's over like 690,000 likes on this playlist. It's insane. Um, so go check it out. I'm going to leave a link down below in the show notes, but there are over um, five hours of house and techno. There's 50 tracks in there. We've got some classics. We've got some new music to discover. So shout out Gray Area guest list. Give it a listen. I think you guys will really enjoy it. All right, let's dive into today's guest. So today... I'm super excited to have on Nikki. She is the marketing and project manager at Dirty Bird Records. Um, she's worked with them for a couple of years now, but uh, I kind of, I became acquainted with her through my friend Vibe with Aid. Um, I actually met her at ARC Music Festival. Um, she's got such a cool job. I mean, honestly, working with Dirty Bird Records, it's one of the most loved house music brands. Uh, they do things so differently than other brands and they have really formed like this unique sound and this unique culture and they are known for all things like fun and out there and wild um and I really really love them so she's going to chat a little bit about how she came to work for Dirty Bird Records what it's like working for the brand um how they find artists that they work with and she's also going to talk a little bit about Dirty Bird Campout which they had a few months back so all good things. Um, go give Nikki a follow. I'm going to have all of her information down below if you want to check her out. But uh, with all that being said, please join me in welcoming Nikki Siag to the podcast. Uh, hey, guys, welcome back. Today, I am joined by a very special guest. Uh, her name is Nicole Siag, the marketing and project manager at Dirty Bird Records. Um, so in this episode, we're going to be chatting a little bit about um, how Nikki got involved in the industry uh, and what it's like working for a really iconic house music brand like Dirty Bird. Uh, and we're going to chat story festival stories, dirty bird camp out, all that good stuff, uh, good stuff. So without further ado, please join me in welcoming Nikki to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> welcome. Welcome. I'm so excited you're here. Yeah. First podcast, right? I listen to a lot of podcasts, but I've never been on a podcast. So Oh, hell yes. I'm so excited. This is the first one. Um, well, I'm so pumped you're here. Bef before we like dive into everything, I, I like to give um, my guests the, the floor, the platform here to just tell us a little bit about yourself and your background. So where you're from, what you do, uh, all that good stuff. Cool. Um, I'm born and raised in Los Angeles. I went to school in, at San Diego State for marketing. So I currently work in marketing which I feel like sometimes your career is never what you major in, but somehow I fell into the same mm -hmm. place. It's awesome. Um, right now I work for Dirty Bird, as you mentioned. I do a lot of everything. Um, I Content management, project management. I help with Claude Von Stroke stuff. I help with throwing events, um, media management, 
I do a little bit of everything for the label, but it's exciting because I get to do a bunch of different things. I do marketing, um, socials, a little bit of everything. So it's great. Oh, that's so cool. Okay. So when you were going to school and things like that, were you involved in the dance music community or did you have any interest in that? Or did you like music outside of this space? Yeah. I mean, I've been raving since I was 16. So um, (laughs) in the scene. Um, but when I was in college, yeah, I did, um, I interned at house of blues. I did like a few internships and I also worked for insomniac like through college too. So I've been working in music for a long time. Wow. What made you like get into raving when you were 16? My sister actually, um, for my 16th birthday asked me if I wanted to go to hard summer and see Skrillex. And I loved mm. So I used my other sister's ID to get in because I wasn't old enough. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, yeah. I started really young because of my sister, but. Oh, that's so cool. cool. I didn't, yeah. I don't remember how long has hard summer been going on for. Do you know? I think like 20, 2009, 2010-ish. Okay. So it's yeah. been a while. It's been a long time. Yeah. Cool. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I feel like some of my guests who I have that are from California tend to rave at a younger age. And I don't know if it's just like the local scene there and just having so many events at your exposure. I guess New York is kind of similar. I feel like it is honestly. And then like everyone from high school, like they all go to Coachella. Like we all went to Coachella in high school and stuff like that. Mm. So it's like a lot of festivals in our like normal scene, I feel like. Oh, that's so cool. So when you went to school, uh, did you know you wanted to be in the music industry when you decided to go for marketing or were you open to other careers? At first, I honestly had no idea what I wanted to do. I picked business because I was like, oh, safe bet. No idea what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Picked marketing because I was like, oh, it's creative. It's fun. Still no idea. Um, six years ago, my friend runs street team, you know, like the people that pass out the flyers at Insomniac. Mm-hmm. So my friend ran that and asked me to work countdown, I think in 2016. Mm-hmm. And I was reluctant. I was like, it's New Year's. I want to have fun with my friends, whatever. Yeah. I still said yes. I was like, sure, I'll try it. And then ended up like falling in love with working events. And then from there, I realized that I wanted to work in music. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, there's always like some sort of catalyst into it. But yeah, I mean, with with Insomniac being like kind of the big brand out there, I feel like you're just exposed to all of that like at, at a younger age. I don't know. I, I still have not been to a festival in California, which I am like ashamed to say, but it hasn't happened. I'm over here in New Jersey. I don't know. Yeah, that's a long flight, (laughs) but it's, I mean, there's just so much going on out there. Okay. So then walk us through like college and coming out of school. Like what were some of your first jobs that you had? Yeah. So through college I did insomniac. I like ended up moving to the merchandising department. So I like ran merch booths at the festival I, like I said, I interned for, um, house of blues. So I did like social media for their shows. And then I did some live nation promoing stuff. Then out of college, my first like real job was actually with, um, vibration, you know, the like mm-hmm. backpacks I did, yeah. um, social media and influencer marketing for them for about like a year or so. Mm-hmm. And I love them. Like they're like, my best friends. I still like really close friends with them, but I realized I wanted to work like more deeply in the music space and not necessarily just doing socials Mm -hmm. products. So I ended up taking a marketing internship with dirty bird while I had the job with them. And two weeks after 
being hired for my internship, Andy was like, I can't live without you. And then she hired me and that was it. What? Oh, that's awesome. Oh my God. Yeah. I can't even imagine. We were just chatting, um, before getting on camera and you were saying the team is relatively small. So what, what's it like working with them? How long have you been with them? Uh, two and a half years. So I was okay. with them for about a year before COVID hit. And then unfortunately due to COVID, our team had to be downsized a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Through COVID, it was just me, the label manager, and then my bosses that own the label. So it was really a mm-hmm. small team. Since then we've hired a few more people, but not that many. We're still like five employees. Right. So it's pretty small, but we all handle what needs to be done and it's pretty good. Okay. Interesting. So for yeah. throughout that time, I don't want to harp on that too much. Cause I know people are like, we're hopefully almost on the other side of it. Yeah. But with, with, with being in this industry, like, you know, better than anybody, like how drastically our jobs changed overnight. How was it for you guys doing that? Cause I know some people found it to be a creative time and then other like artists, felt very uninspired. I think a lot of people were like, we're just going to shut the doors. And for Mm -hmm. us, we actually just did the opposite. We were releasing like twice the amount of music we normally would. So we were Mm -hmm. releasing a track every single week instead of every other week. Um, And then we built like a whole TV network. So Mm -hmm. I was that like built the network and ran the whole network of like 18 live streams a week for like a whole year. Jeez, on that Twitch, yeah. Yeah, I was like, the name behind the Twitch of the whole year. So I was oh, that's so cool. like 40 hours a week, like running a network, which is crazy. But, and how, do, how do you even go about that? Like, did you have experience with Twitch before? Or did you just like learn? Yep. No, I <laughs> learned. And then we ended up like hiring, um, do you know, subset? He's a, he's mm-hmm. a, um, yeah, yeah. So he helped us like run the technical side of our streams and then okay. I'm just like, the management between all the artists and all the marketing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like the person in the chat all the time. Just oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Cause I, I looked at the dirty bird stream a lot. Cause there were like, yes, everybody was hopping on streaming, but there were a few brands that had like the consistent schedules that they were pumping out. And I know you guys had a lot of like a lot of people and you had different shows and it was like a variety of like really cool stuff. What was the viewership like? during that time it was crazy like sometimes we would get on like the twitch homepage. so I think the most people we ever had at once was like twenty six thousand. but wow crazy <laughs> so yeah had, like loyal fans from around the world and we helped like emerge a lot of artists through COVID that just like weren't that big yet and like they mm-hmm. have shows on our stream every single week and I feel like it helped grow their careers in a good definitely. way definitely yeah. And the brand awareness too. Cause even though, I mean, these brands were already big beforehand, but I think like the Twitch people who were like consistent about it, like really reached so many new audiences they wouldn't have. Yeah. I think so too. I think like desert hearts grew so much. Mm-hmm. Streaming. It's crazy. Like they yeah, were- desert hearts was a big one. I think, um, the other one I watched a little bit was, um, Abracadabra TV too. blondishes I basically started their brand for yeah. just amazing. Yeah. That's so crazy. Wow. So wait, I want to chat a little bit about like the brand in general, now that you've had like a couple of years with them, like what, what do you think it is about dirty bird that like attracts such a loyal fan base? Cause I feel like community is one of the biggest things when it comes to um, dirty bird. Yeah. I think that most other brands are just like super cool and normal and whatever. And we're like, <laughs> so not normal. We're so weird and crazy. And we play bingo at three in the morning and we twerk and we like 
have all these crazy things at our events and like games and teams and help that like really helps build our community. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what I love about Dirty Bird the most is the fact that like, I feel like at camp out, it's like the music is just a small piece of our events. It's like, you got to play tug of war and you can like Mm -hmm. get your hair braided and you can play bingo and you could watch a comedy show and you can do all this weird stuff. You could participate in a comedy show. It's like, you have so much opportunity to be creative at our events. It's Mm -hmm. like, I think that's what sets us apart and makes it so much fun. Yeah. I, I love it. There's just something different about like dirty bird fans. And I, I haven't experienced yeah. the camp out yet, but you just always see the, the videos and the overall theme of it just seems so cool. Like you just feel like big kids at like a yeah. summer camp. Yeah. It's like a, a big child, honestly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're all just like living out his dreams of loving summer camp, but it's, amazing. Oh, that's so cool. How involved are you too? Cause I know you like wear a lot of hats there, but how involved are you, um, as far as like, finding new artists and discovering new music to bring people into the, this world. So that's like mostly the label manager, the like one person I feel like I helped discover was Victoria Rollins through Twitch mm-hmm. she was a guest on Nala's show. So they were friends and I okay. watched her like perform once. And I was like, Barkley, you have to watch this. So mm-hmm. he watched it. And I was like, we have to give her a show. So we gave her a show and then I feel like it helped grow her career a lot too. Mm-hmm. And now she plays our festivals and she does like all vinyl. She's incredible. Wow. Yeah. She's amazing. So I like helped in that way in Twitch. Um, I gave a few people shows, but besides that, I don't help too much with like discovery. I would say. Do you, I know it's like picking a favorite child. You probably can't say, <laughs> but do you have it like out of all of the artists in the dirty bird world? Like, are there certain people that, um, really stand out to you or any that like you really, really enjoy? Yeah. I mean, a lot of them are my friends now. So I feel like if I start, I can't, yeah. <laughs> Never mind. forget them, but I, I can list, I think I'm really proud of like all the women on our label. Like mm-hmm. Nala is like my really close friend, but she's been growing so much lately and I mm-hmm. love her sound and her style. Yeah. So, yeah. I love her. I just, I pitched her for gray area and we did like a, an artist spotlight on her. Yeah. I was like on emails with you about that. I remember <laughs> she's awesome. Yeah. I, Cause I, I discovered her through the stream as well. That's how I first heard about her name. So yeah, you just never know how people are going to come through, but, um, there's just like something special about the artists and like the type of music that they make. And also with like how house music is kind of growing right now, like crazy in the United States, it's kind of insane. I can't even imagine the growth of the company just in general, like over time too, it must be nuts. Yeah. Honestly, it's crazy. Like Tiesto and all these people play tech house, like Mm -hmm. crazy because almost our label is trying to go like a different direction. Like obviously we're still going to release those like tech house bangers, but we're doing like a white label series. We just had a release with Ivy lab. Like we're doing a bunch of different stuff too, to not just stay in the realm of like the mainstream. Mm -hmm. Like we want to stand out from other people as well and put out different music and not only be putting out like tech house bangers, you know? Right, right, right. Now, after being like in this industry for a couple of years, like is are what you're doing now, like what do you enjoy the most about your job? So when I first got into it, I was super into marketing, which I still am. Like I love marketing, but I do like, I like running media on site is a lot of fun, like handling all the like photo video team and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then I just like handling like project management stuff. So like, I like being like, I've thrown like 
our holiday party, our art show. I just threw like an NFT party for us. Like being able to like help throw events is what I really like to do. So that's been fun. Cool. Oh gosh. I feel NFTs is like a whole th- world. I'm like, I'm like on the outsides of it, like pretending like I know, and I have no idea. Yeah. yeah we have like a whole NFT team now. We're like really deep Holy shit. in the NFT space. I won't get too into it, but it's insane. It's so interesting. No, I just, I keep like, especially in this space, I just keep seeing so many different artists posting about it. And especially like Twitter, just, um, I just got the app update and like the middle button. I don't know if you saw that is like the new spaces, like Twitter spaces, which is literally like clubhouse. So yeah. if you click on like the middle thing now, it's that. And every time I pop, it pops open, it's like Blau talking about NFTs. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone on Twitter, because Twitter is literally like the main channel for NFT people. So like, yeah, that's like, we have like a dirty bird art channel and we only have it on Twitter because that's where like all the NFTs. So interesting. Yeah. yeah I mean, it makes a lot of sense to be tied to the music industry as well, but it's something I need to like dabble in a little bit more and understand. Cause everybody just, even my boss, like they just keep talking about it. They're like, get on the train now before it's like too big. I'm like, okay, okay. I got, I got to dabble at some point. Yeah. Damn. Okay. No, no, no. Yeah, no, no. So I didn't realize you guys had that whole section of it, but I, I want to chat a little bit more about Camp Out as well because I haven't really covered it um, too much. I know I had a friend come on the podcast once who talked about Dirty Bird Camping, which is in Florida, but you guys just had the event and I'm assuming you didn't have it in 2020, right? You took a break. Uh, we did this like whole week long Dirty Bird couch out live stream thing. Nice. It was super fun, but we didn't get to throw our event until. So how was it? Yeah. How was this year's event? I feel like it's the best it's ever been. And we're like only growing. And we did like, um, just, I don't know. We, I feel like every year there's like a drama and there's always problems right. on the back end. And we're just like so stressed. But this year it was like, went amazing. Everything went really smooth. Everyone had a lot of fun. We did, um, negative tests before entering, even if you are vaccinated. Um, so I feel like that was safe too. And everyone mm-hmm. was just like, you couldn't really leave once you were in, we kind of did the same policy with dirty bird camp. <laughs> so we're still pretty like COVID conscious and we just want mm-hmm. to be safe and like have a good time. That's so, really good that you guys did that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, knock on wood so far we've, we've had these festivals. Like I haven't heard anything about EDC Las Vegas and, or any, any other major festivals. So I think we're working flight COVID policies, like at least the negative test is pretty good. I know like, at least for us in Los Angeles, now you have to have your backs to go to a restaurant even. So Mm -hmm. our rules are really strict now too. So crazy. Yeah. New New York is right. Yes, a hundred percent. I New York somewhat similar. I, I live in New Jersey, so it's not I'm only there a couple of times, but I did um some of their venues now. Like I think it's the same thing, like restaurants and things like that you're supposed to. So I went to Elsewhere is one of the clubs in Brooklyn that I love. Um and they that was like the first one that they actually like checked our vaccine cards before we went in. I think it's great. Yeah, yeah I think so. I'm I'm curious to see how this weekend goes because I'm leaving for EDC Orlando on Thursday and they don't have any policy. Oh, it's Florida. But it's yeah. because when we did Dirty Bird Campin', we had full testing, vax cards, everything. We were actually the first festival to do like vax cards or testing and we tested on site. Mm. It's crazy that the Florida people were actually mad 
Like they don't really care. Right. <laughs> us caring, like a brand from California that was like, we just want everyone to be safe. And they're like, we don't care. And I'm oh, like, geez. <laughs> yeah. You're like, we're liable. So we yeah, need yeah. to care. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I mean, I think EBC Orlando will be great. I'm going uh, mm-hmm. Saturday, Sunday, and I'm excited. We'll oh, be- hell yeah. Okay. Awesome. I'll definitely have to come find you. Um, any favorite memories from camp out or favorite sets? Uh, this year, Boys Noise. I was so excited. We booked Boys Noise because he's one of my favorite DJs. And I was just with like my boss and I just walk up to him. I'm like, thank you so much for booking this. Oh, that's <laughs> exactly awesome. what I wanted. Um, I think my favorite <laughs> memory from like any of our events is just like when we're like almost finished and we like all walk up to each other and we're like, oh my God, we just threw this whole festival. Mm-hmm. And like, we like cry. And we're like so excited. And it's just like, we did it, you know? Yeah. I can't, I can't even imagine how that feels. Yeah. It's amazing. That's so cool. Especially to have like your, again, like it's not like a dirty bird stage takeover at a bigger festival. It's your own community. Like everybody's coming there for the same reason. You've got these really amazing curated events and activities and like all this other funny shit that I always see videos of like the twerking. (laughs) I took like the funniest video of Barkley, like twerking on the floor. And I'm like, what is happening? Like, <laughs> I was like, I'm lost working on the floor, and I'm like, this is. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. So, what would you say, like, just being in this industry, do you have any tips or advice? Because some people who listen to this podcast, like, I get questions a lot. Like, I want to get my foot in the door or I want to have an internship somewhere. Like, any advice for people who want to work in the dance music industry? Yeah. I think my number one thing that I've like always lived by is just taking every single opportunity. Like I've handed out flyers. I've worked like club shows and done merch. Like I've volunteered at forest. Like I've literally done anything on the map. And if anyone is like, can you work this gig? Can you do this? Like I'll always say yes. Mm-hmm. And it's always led to like bigger and better things. Like, like I said earlier, I had a full-time job and socials and I took an internship with dirty bird, like hoping it would mm-hmm. turn into something. And it's like, you never know you are, you could be taking like a step back sometimes in your, like in what you're doing, but I feel like in the long run, gaining that experience and exactly what you want to do is worth it in the end. You know, Mm -hmm. even if dirty bird didn't turn into a full-time job for me, having that internship could have helped me get a job somewhere else with industry. You know, it's like, you're never never too good to do anything, you know, like all someone asked me, I'll hand out flyers to this day. You know, it's like, you never know helping someone, what can, what it can turn into. I think that's like my number one thing. Yeah, no, that's such good advice. I, like it's kind of like being humble, right? Cause I yeah. feel like there could totally be people in this industry that are definitely not that way. And you feel like if you stop being grateful for what you have, yeah, the slippery slope. Exactly. Yeah. Like you're not like, even like Brian Thomas, he runs home base. He like mm-hmm. worked dirty bird camp in like camp out with us. Like he's like always that type of person too. That's like always just like I'll help wherever it's needed. Like he works like mm-hmm. WW with Disco Donnie. Like he'll still work other events, even though he owns a whole festival company. It's like, that's the whole point. It's just like always helping people mm-hmm. you know what it can turn into for your career. Yeah. And those are the memorable people too. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. They stand out. Well, like you see, so you kind of like, you probably over-delivered too, because you got along so well with Andy that yeah. she like wanted to keep working with you. So that's a really, really good sign. Yeah, exactly. I love her. 
He's like my mom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's, I mean, there's so many lady bosses in this industry. It's like so cool to just yeah. keep discovering more and more. Yeah. She's definitely one of them. Um, any other artists, I want to chat a little bit more about music. Any other artists like right now that are on your radar, doesn't have to be like house music related, but people that you're really into right now. Um, so I'm actually like way more of a techno person. Um, nice. Tech house. Um, so like my favorite DJ is like Adam Bear and I love drum code. Mm. Um, artists on my radar. I don't know, like smaller artists you mean, or like just anyone? Yeah, there could be, if yeah, if you have any good ones that you can like tip us off to <laughs> before they get big. I don't know. I've been like dabbling in just everything. I honestly listen to like every genre. Like I'm not mm-hmm. like, I'll listen to, I'll go see Tiesto at main stage and I'll like do whatever. So I'm super open yep. to everything. I don't know. I've been so deep in like Dirty Bird and work that I can just like name like smaller Dirty Bird artists that I'm like, okay, like Arnold Lane and Luke Andy and like all these smaller artists are going to like grow to be all good. Like, Those are two good ones. Yep. So deep in my like Dirty Bird fam recently that I'm just in my flock. of the dirty Luke Andy is really good. He I like, like just came onto my radar too. He's like the nicest person I've ever met. He's amazing. Oh, that's so cool. I didn't write. Yeah. Arnold Lane is another good one. There's so, there's just too many coming up exactly. right now. There's like so many people. And I feel like in the discovery, smaller people, I don't have time to like deep dive into like a lot of other people, but in our dirty bird space, like Corti and like all of these smaller artists are like doing amazing things on our label. So I like awesome. So you're, you said you're going to EDC Orlando this weekend. Is that how do you balance like work and play? How do you have fun and still work at the same time? Actually kind of going there for work. Um, we're moving Dirty Bird Camp into that resort where home base is. Right. Okay. So we were at the Avanti Palms. We're moving to the Wyndham. So I have to go like do a site visit and see it. So I kind of just wanted to see it while their event was happening. But okay. that's easy. I still get to go to EDC and have fun. Um Work-life balance is hard, um, but I still manage to like attend a lot of the fest- festivals, even though I'm like working a lot of mm-hmm. hours, you know? You find I a way like to make it work. Days. So yep. <laughs> yeah, I still like attend a lot of festivals. That's crazy. It's, it's interesting because there's some people, I don't know if you're like, do you find yourself being more of like a homebody or do you think you really enjoy like going out, even if it's not for work? I, I love raving. I go yeah. all the time. All the time. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, really bad. Um, but it's okay. It's great. You love it. So that, I mean, it clearly shows. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've also been like traveling with work, which has been amazing because I love being on site. So like I get to, when we have like a freaky deaky stage or like DOS energy, mm-hmm. all those festivals, I've been like going and like being like a tour manager for our stage and like artist liaisoning for all mm-hmm. of our artists, which has been super fun because I love being on site working. That's like my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. So I've been like traveling with our dirty bird player stuff. It's been great. Oh, that's so cool. Any festivals this year, or I mean, it doesn't just have to be this year because this year it was weird, but any like favorite festivals in the United States? I think this year I really loved ARC actually. I think they did an amazing job for a first year festival. Like the Elro stage was so cool. Their production was really cool. Logistically, I felt like it was ran really well. Um, favorite festivals? in the United States, I guess just like escape. I love escape because Halloween's my favorite holiday. Um, EC obviously. Um, yeah, I think those are like the main ones in the U S. Awesome. I totally agree with you about ARC too. I like didn't have enough positive things to say about that. 
know. <laughs> it was amazing. They did such a good job. I'm like excited to go back next year again. I totally agree. Yeah. Like our, our group that we, I was talking with aid, we were like, I mean, how can you not go to this every year? Cause I have Izu is my local festival yeah. and I still love it, but I've just done it a bunch of times. And I don't, there was just something about the way like ARC did it. Plus being in Chicago for the weekend, plus it being all house and techno. I was like, you really can't get better than this. Yeah. I can't believe I forgot to mention Coachella because it's my favorite festival. Obviously. Oh, I've never done Coachella. <laughs> oh my God. I've, I've gone like every year because I live here, but yeah. I, like both weekends every year. Cause I love Coachella. Oh, like, wow. So do you do, what do you do? You like stay somewhere or do you do camping? Uh, I only camped in 2015. I always just stay. My great aunt has a house in India, which is like, Oh, there you go. We love her. So, oh. uh, yeah, it's great. So I'm like, have the perfect setup and I just go like both weekends. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. I Coachella was one of those ones I was like resistant to for a really long time. I don't know why. And then as I've gotten older, I'm like, no, they've been around for a really long time. They know what the fuck they're doing. They're pretty major establishment. I feel like you kind of have to like check that one off. You can like just chill. I feel like it's like so many of these like raves, there's like, like no chill. And it's like, right. It's like hang out and like do nothing for three hours, but you're still having like the best time. It's not like you're necessarily just like running from stage going crazy you know what I mean that's what's nice about it it's just like chill nice fun okay we're I'm taking these recommendations we're adding dirty bird camp out and uh Coachella to the to the bucket list um what like what's up next for you I know we're kind of like wrapping up the year but what what is 2022 looking like for you um just dirty bird camping is like at the end of February so that's like the next thing we're ramping up to do we're actually okay. like currently concepting our full 2022 schedule and all of our plans. So I don't really know, like work-wise, yeah. um, festival-wise. I'm definitely excited to go back to Europe because last year, like, didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't go to Europe 2021 or obviously 2020. So I'm, like, hoping the European festivals, like, kick back up this summer. Yes, please. Like, out there. I know, like, please, <laughs> we beg. So yep. that's, like, I miss going to Europe. I usually go like twice a year actually. And I haven't been in two years. So wow. what, what um, shows do you normally go to? Um, so I always go to ADE in Amsterdam in mm-hmm. October. Um, and then I go usually in the summer, I'll go to like Tomorrowland or like Awakenings Festival. Like I'll pick like one or two festivals in Europe in the summer and go in the summer as well. So, Ooh. okay. This is good to know. I have to pick your brain about this. I'm like, I have not traveled to Europe yet for an event as well. So that's also something in this industry that like, yeah, my MJ just keeps saying, he's like, you haven't raved yet. Then (laughs) if you haven't done these, I'm like, yeah, (laughs) you're not wrong. Yeah, exactly. It's honestly like the best awakenings looks amazing. It's like my dream come true. It's eight stages of techno. Like it's nothing more. Right. (laughs) I can't even, I was just reading what we just did an article in gray area about it. And I was like reading through it and I was just talking about the culture of awakenings. And I, I didn't like really, I haven't like looked at, into that too in depth. I just know about it and I've watched some sets, but it was saying like, yeah, the culture is so different. They have the headliners playing like the opening sets, like Anna's on stage at like 2 PM, like throwing the fuck down. And it's yeah. just, but it's I can't like, even imagine. Even their thing at ADE is like, they have this venue called the gas Howder, and there's like indoor fireworks you could get a massage popsicles stadium seating it's like the craziest production you've ever seen in your whole life like, i always see videos of that and i've always like yeah. wondered that firework thing is insane 
yeah, they have like fireworks in the club. It's insane. So cool. Yeah, no, they're, they're very much ahead yeah, <laughs> of what we're doing. <laughs> the elite, the top, top, it's crazy. Oh, that's so cool. Well, yeah, I'm hopefully all those things come back next year and you get to travel and any, any like holiday plans for you, any time off you're taking. Um, if you <laughs> fully shipwrecked as a vacation, I can count it, I guess. There you go. <laughs> so I'm just going to count that. And I'm hoping during the holidays, I just sleep <laughs> for like a week. Perfect. Oh. Alone, nothing. That's like the goal. That sounds beautiful. Are you doing ho- holy shipwrecked for work or just for fun? Just for fun. So oh, that's awesome. Play on the beach and try not to party too much. <laughs> that sounds, yeah, that sounds really nice. When is that in December or January? Yeah. It's like December. Now. Yeah. Oh, cool. All right. Well, I hope you enjoy that. And, um, any, any last messages about dirty bird or anything else you want to share with the audience before I let you go? Um, I don't know, I guess, um, I love Dirty Bird and I love my job and I feel like I'm excited to see what comes of our company. I'm excited for Dirty Bird Campin in February. Mm-hmm. Promo. Um, I don't know. It's, it's been great much. talking to you. And if anyone wants to ask me about like anything in life, advice, whatever, I actually talk to a lot of other females in the industry, like just privately, just about things. Um, my Instagram's at N I K K I S I H E Nikki Siog. Just DM me anytime. Like I'll talk to anyone about anything. I've actually hired a few people that have just DM me and talked to me. Oh, that's awesome. So yeah, if you need advice or anything, like I'm an open book. I love talking to people. So. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah, no, thank you so much. I'll definitely, I'll put all of your information down below along with all of the links for Dirty Bird as well. And yeah, I'm, I'm so excited to see where you guys go with everything, like the artists that have been coming out and on the lineups, like everybody's been so, so crazy good. Just like the caliber of music coming out. Um, and the Twitch stream, is everything still going with that? Like you guys are still, no, you're taking a break. Okay, just checking. <laughs> about and we just decided like everyone's back in the real life thing and we've just been so busy that it was an era it was a great era it was a great I, <laughs> I feel that I'm gonna have to ask you questions about that off, offline but um yes it was seriously so nice getting to chat with you today and uh, I really appreciate your time thanks for having me this is awesome awesome all right Nikki hang tight everybody else I'll be back with some EDM news Alrighty, you guys. I really hope you enjoyed that conversation with Nikki. Really, really cool getting to know her. Uh, I think her job is awesome. So it's really, really nice connecting with other people who work in this industry, especially females who work in this industry. So definitely go show her some love and support. Again, all of her information will be listed down below. Um, Also, shout out Dirty Bird Records. Love all the artists that they represent. They put out such good music. Uh, And I will definitely be talking about some of their tracks that came out this year in next week's episode, Best of EDM. Um, All right. With all that being said, let's dive into news. So this week, I don't have anything too crazy. I have a lot of lineup announcements um, and a couple festival things, but nothing crazy. So we did get a couple. We're getting like all of the 2022 announcements right now, um, one of which was Buku. So Buku is a music festival um, that's multi-genre that takes place in New Orleans. And unfortunately, it was canceled the last two years because usually it takes place in March. So it's back March 25th and 26th. It is the same weekend as Ultra. Just saying. Um, but their lineup is awesome. I mean, you've got Tyler, the creator. You've got Alice in Wonderland. Who are all the dance? I'm going to point out the dance music names for you. Amelie Lenz, Closey, Damdala, Jay Wara, John Summit. This is fire. Lane 8, 
Porter Robinson, Rez, Sudden Death is on here, Troy Boy, Rekno, Liquid Stranger, More Kismet, Mersive, like really, really nice mix of artists. Got a little bit of house, a little bit of techno. Uh, you've taken back Sunday. So really, really cool mix. Um, I've never been, but this looks like a really cool festival. So definitely a nice vibe going on over there. Um, we also got the Dirty Bird Campin' Festival lineup, uh, which I believe is taking place yeah, at the Wyndham Orlando. So if any of you guys stayed for home base for EDC Orlando, this is the exact same hotel. This is taking place February 25th to the 27th. Um, and speaking of Dirty Bird, hello, this is their next big event. So you're going to get a lot of the Dirty Bird artists. So Chromio, Claude Von Stroke, uh, Dil- I think it's Dillinja. Sorry, I don't know that name. Um, DJ Premier, DJ Heather Back to Back, Colette, Eats Everything, Ephraim, Ivy Lab, Maya Jane Coles, Scream, Walker and Royce, plus 40 more artists to be announced. So that will be really fun. Anybody in Florida, I feel like you guys can definitely hit that one up. Um, And then we also did get the phase one announcement for North Coast. So North Coast is a festival that takes place a little bit outside of Chicago um, in Illinois over Labor Day weekend. So this is a very popular weekend. I did ARC Music Festival last year. I will be doing ARC again in 2022. No questions asked. Um, North Coast... I'll just do the headliners. You've got Armin Van Buren, Elenium, Porter Robinson, Fisher, Diplo, and Kate Tronda. You've also got Griffin, Seven Lions, Slander, Chami Mala. Really, really stacked lineup. So all my sad boys, you guys will love that. <laughs> um, what else? And then we did have two other festival announcements. So Hard Summer announced that they are going to have a new edition of the festival, I believe, next year. They are going to be going to the Pacific Northwest. So you will be getting a hard Pacific Northwest next year, which is really cool. Clearly, Insomniac is kind of like moving in that direction. I know we don't have Paradiso anymore, but they did um, they did Beyond Wonderland over at the Gorge. So I think they're just trying to take over everywhere. But you will be getting hard there, which is really cool. And some of the artists have already been announced Uh, And then last, but certainly not least, we did get information that Tomorrowland is officially approved for three weekends next summer. So there were rumors floating around that Tomorrowland might possibly be three weekends instead of the normal two. Um, We didn't have Tomorrowland in 2020. We didn't have Tomorrowland this year in 2021. So it would be the first year back in about three years. Um, So they were approved. It sounds like they're going to be moving forward with three weekends only in 2022. Uh, and that's definitely to make up all of the revenue that they lost the last few years. Plus, tickets are probably going to be hard to come by because I'm sure a lot of people kept their tickets or will be buying them, especially if that's the first one back. This is like the biggest festival in the world that takes place in Boom, Belgium. So that is a hot commodity, but it is really cool that they're going to be able to do three weekends next year. So fingers crossed. Everything goes well. I wish nothing but the best for all the European festivals. It really sucks that they haven't been able to have any of them. So that's pretty much everything I've got for you guys this week. Thank you so, so much for listening. Uh, Before I let you go, there are a couple things I want to mention. If you could share this with a friend, that would mean a lot to me. Make this your Instagram story and tag at RaveCultureCast in it. Um, And then come join our communities. We have an incredible Discord. We have a Facebook group community. So there are plenty of opportunities to meet other ravers, get sneak peeks at things before everybody else finds out about them make rave fam like whatever you want to do we are here for you guys so um if you are enjoying the episodes please subscribe rate review do all the things uh and go show nikki our guest today some love all right i think that's all i have for you guys thank you so much for listening and i will see you in my next episode bye guys 